What's going on, everybody? Welcome to another episode of Tariq Radio. I am your host. I am Tariq Nasheed. Glad to have everybody tuning in, ladies and gentlemen. Ready to chop up game as we always do. Waiting on everybody to come on in the room, ladies and gentlemen. And while we're waiting on you to come on in the room, let's take a quick commercial break, family. We will be right back after these messages. So don't you move a muscle. We got to talk about the butter biscuit betrayal. You don't want to miss it. Tune in. Tap in. Here we go. Listen up, squares. You need to get the legendary book on game, The Art of Mackin', by author Tariq King Flex Nasheed. Available on Amazon right now. Can you dig it? This book has been a bestseller for 20 years, Jack. And the New York Times called it a classic. That means it's out of sight. So this book ain't for no lames who ain't trying to learn the game. Jive turkeys. So if you're ready to stop slacking in your macking, get the Art of Macking book on Amazon and Barnes and Noble right now. Sucker. Rated PG. That stands for plenty of game. Jive chumps. Check out the brand new documentary, New Orleans 2030. It's a documentary that talks about the wake of events following the Hurricane Katrina tragedy in the great city of New Orleans and how they experienced an abundance of gentrification, financial apartheid, corruption, and human displacement. And if these trends continue, it begs the question, what will the city of New Orleans look like in the year 2030? Director Tyrese Terrell McKnight interviews politicians from New Orleans and other people in this eye-opening documentary. Check it out right now on Woku.tv. That's W-O-C-O-O.tv and type in New Orleans 2030 right now. It's tax time again, so let the experts at Clark Pro Taxes make filing your taxes easy for you. They can prepare your taxes in person or virtually in all 50 states. Just snap a picture of your documents and leave the rest up to them. Let Clark Pro Taxes prepare your personal and business taxes. Clark Pro Taxes will not stop until you get your maximum refund. Go to ClarkProTaxes.com right now. Their calendars are open for the 2024 tax filing season. That's ClarkProTaxes.com. Follow them on Instagram and Facebook at ClarkProTaxes. Check out the brand new novel, Low Hanging Fruit, by author Tyrus McKnight. Everything seems to be going wrong for 24-year-old Trenton Moore. Everyone close to him is either leaving or dying, but then he meets a 19-year-old Jessica Mars, who's a student who also does exotic dancing to pay her school fees. Can these star-crossed lovers find true love and happiness? Find out by reading the novel, Low Hanging Fruit, available right now at Amazon.com. Family, are you tired of going from site to site looking for children's books? Go to drbirdiebooks.com where we already have over 100 children's ebooks. 100 children's ebooks? That's going to cost a few hundred dollars. No, our ebooks start as low as $347 for a pack of 10 unique children's books. That's D R B I R D Y B O O K S.com. Dr. Birdie Books. Bro, stop playing and start spraying. Leave an op on the ground where you stand. At all costs, yeah, make sure you protect it. Old goon juice, the formula been tested. You can defend yourself if you find that you need a little help. Gotta stay ready, ain't no love in the street. Pepper spray straight to the face, make them get weak. Get it at oldgoonjuice.com if 
they thinking you slipping and tell them to come get them some if you packing this you won't be lacking but shot to the eye in them problems you having maximum strip hit them haters on ground so you can feel free when you out in the town oh goon juice and don't forget a shirt man you gotta stay ready that evil on lurk yeah you are now tuned into the legendary OG, OG. Tariq Nasheed. I was up on this to all my friends on Tariq Radio. Radio. Where is Tariq getting all this cash? All right, all right. I'm back, ladies and gentlemen. I am back. Welcome back to the broadcast. Now, we're having some technical difficulties here. I'm, some people are saying that the broadcast seems like it's buffering over and over again. Let me try something to make sure everything is good, family. Um, let me try something, family, because, yeah, I'm getting some buffering issues. Okay, there we go. All right, we're good now. All right. We shouldn't be buffering no more. We should be good to go. We're good to go now. I had to just do one little thing. I'm trying to multitask, and um, but I'm here. I'm here, family. How y'all doing? Everybody, give me a thumbs up if you can hear me good. Everybody, give me a thumbs up. If you can hear me good, give me a thumbs up. We good? There it is. There it is. We're good. Now, I'm not going to be on too, too long because I do have a lot of stuff to do today, but I did want to... Come on and chop it up with the family as we always do. Had to come on here and chop it up with the fam bam. And by the way, today's show is also brought to you by um, Nexus Funding. If you need 50K or more to grow your business, they can help you with loan approvals in 24 to 48 hours um, with funding in 10 days or less. Give them a call at 310-213-8416. That's Nexus Funding. Now, family, we're talking about Butter Biscuit Betrayal. Now, some of the women from the squad, the quote-unquote squad, um, Ilhan Omar and Corey Bush and some other women who are not part of the squad, but they're part of that whole Democratic black girl magic contingent where they sit here in fake prop-up sisters and this is a lesson for sisters. Y'all know not to, y'all better learn not to go for the okie doke when they try to prop you up, or you're different from those Negro males. You're special, Sharquisha. You're not like those little dirty men in your community. You're you're smarter than them and you're on another level. See, they play that little game with you. They dangle them butter biscuits for you. And, and tell you about the black girl magic and how much you're different. And when they do that, they make the mistake of getting you to toe the line for white supremacy. And when you toe the line for white supremacy, then they know they got you. The minute you grab one of them butter biscuits and start caping for them and their agendas and neglecting Black society, particularly foundational black American society, they got your ass. They got you. And the left-wing white supremacists and the right-wing white supremacists, they're two birds of the same feather. 
See, the left-wing ones will prop the sisters up to be their little pawns, and then when the white supremacist on the right starts taking them down, the white supremacists on the left, they are not doing anything. As our good brother, Professor Black Truth said, they break their tools, and we're seeing tools being broken right in front of us. Let's start with Ilhan Omar. Ilhan Omar did a speech, and she hasn't done anything for the black community nowhere, but she stomps hard for the immigrant community because she's an immigrant and the Somalian community. Now that there is a major delineation movement, we're letting these people hold their own nuts. So now when they get attacked, you go find your community to fight for you. Since you represent the Somalian community, go get them to stomp for you. And they're not doing anything now that she's being attacked because she did a speech talking about how she's Somali first. And how she's going to stomp for Somalia no matter what. Now, woman, you're in a position in our nation talking about you're going to stomp and do all these things for a foreign nation. Now, let me play some of this footage that they're putting out there. This is, um, I think, Fox. So the right wingers are really getting on her bumper. The right wingers are really getting at her. Hold on one second. Let me play this. Y'all bear with me. Let me get my audio together. Hold on, hold on. She makes these remarks, and it's been really picked up. It's gone viral because of her comments about putting Somalia first. And to be clear, she emigrated here. Well, she left Somalia in 1991. She spent four years in a Kenyan refugee camp, and then she comes to the United States, and here she is. But in the speech, here's what she said and what people are criticizing her. For as long as I am in the U.S. Congress, Somalia will never be in danger. Its waters will not be stolen by Ethiopia or others. Sleep in comfort knowing that I am here to protect the interests of Somalia from inside the U.S. system. The woman you sent to Congress working day and night to protect your interests. Well, Governor Ron DeSantis responded to that and he made it a little shorter. He said expel from Congress, denaturalize and deport. Like, who, who do you care about here, Ilhan uh, Omar? Anyway, she fired back at DeSantis and said no nation state can survive if its states start to get involved in land lease negotiations with other countries without the consent of the federal government. Somalis in Somalia and in the diaspora united in that. Okay, okay. Okay, so you get the point. All right. So you get the point. She's stomping hard for the Somalian community, and they're throwing her under the bus now. They're like, how dare you, woman? You're caping for a foreign land, and you're talking, you're an American citizen now, but you're over here talking about your Somalian first. So now... They're getting on her bumper. Now, again, a lot of the, the arguments on their side, on the white supremacist side, this is in bad faith. I, I will admit that. A lot of their arguments are in bad faith. But the thing is, you got to hold your own nuts. It's called white supremacy. You see, and this is what we're talking about. We're fighting against white supremacy. We're trying to get rid of white supremacy and replace it with the system of justice. But the thing is, when we try to get these politicians to do things for us, and handle some business for us, we get a bunch of excuses and their thumbs are twiddling and they don't know what to do. So we don't know what to do either. We don't know what to do at all. So we're stuck right here trying to figure it out. But we're going to let you hold your own nuts. And let me show some stuff about Corey Bush now. Now, Corey Bush, she's out there and she's in... um. Is she in St. Louis? Is she in Missouri? 
because now they're saying that she gave her dude her she used some state funds or some federal funds from what I understand for her dude to do security from what I'm understanding if I'm not mistaken hold on one second let me look this stuff up so I think she got her guy her her now husband she was um giving him some money from some some campaign money I'm not sure where the money came from but they said that she was giving him money for security she's in St. Louis okay all right, so let me play Miss Cori Bush. And Cori Bush, you know, we try to get her to stomp for the black community heavy, and she does a lot of lip service and all lives matter and immigrants and LGBT and all of this stuff. See, y'all keep making the mistake. Y'all keep stomping for all these other groups. When the shit goes down, all of these other groups y'all stomping for, they ain't coming to your rescue. Notice that? None of these groups are coming to your rescue. They're letting you sit out here and hang. And then y'all want to try to blacken it up and come to us to help you. Nah, no, no, no. Get all those other groups. Now, they're on her bumper now because of some security money that she was giving her dude. Hold on. That the Department of Justice is reviewing my campaign spending on security services. We are fully cooperating with this investigation, and I would like to take this opportunity to outline the facts and the truth. Since before I was sworn into office, I have endured relentless threats to my physical safety and life. As a rank and file member of Congress, I am not entitled to personal protection by the House and instead have used campaign funds as permissible to retain security services. I have not used any federal tax dollars for personal security services. Any reporting that I have used funds for personal security, personal security is simply false. In recent months, right-wing Organizations have lodged baseless complaints against me, peddling notions that I have misused campaign funds to pay for personal security services. That simply is not true. I have complied with all applicable, law, applicable laws and house rules and will continue to prioritize the rules that govern us as federal elected officials. In particular, the nature of these allegations have been around my husband's role in the campaign. In accordance with all applicable uh, rules, I retained my husband as part of my security team to provide security services because he has had extensive experience in this area and is able to provide the necessary services at or, or below fair market rate. Okay, so now they're throwing her under the bus. And again, let me be clear. I think what they're doing is bad faith. What these right wingers and, and also the left wing white supremacists too, they're all in on it. I think is 100% in bad faith, but here's the problem. We're not coming to your rescue. Who's going to stump for you, Corey and Ilhan? You understand? We know what they're doing. It's janky and it's, it's completely in bad faith. It's all about I'm white and I say so. It's unjust how they're targeting these women. It's very unjust. It is, but the thing is, y'all should have been out here stomping for the community. This is why... When you become an elected official, you don't get engaged in that benign neglect nonsense, thinking that you've earned yourself a mammy severance package for life. They're going to use you as one of their tools. And then when they're done with you, they're going to throw you under the bus. And if you don't have a base to rock with you, here you are 
nigga splaining. Oh, I'm going to get on Fonnie in a second. Oh, Fonnie was the main one. Don't y'all let me take my time with it. I'm going to talk about Fonnie the mammy in one minute. Yeah. So, yeah, as we know, the people of St. Louis, y'all know that Corey has not done anything for the black people in St. Louis. And look, when when the things were going down with Mike Brown, I was out there trying to get them Negro politicians to help the black community out there. These Negroes were doing everything they could to find a butter biscuit from white mommy, white daddy. Um, they were not doing anything for the community there. I'm I'm giving them money to allocate to the community. I'm literally writing thousands of dollars of checks out there in St. Louis to try to get them to give the money to the community. That's why we started a nonprofit so that we can just start dealing with people directly because these politicians were too coonified. But y'all sit up here and let these people run that black girl magic on you and you think you're going to get the mammy severance package. And then it backfires on you. You think you're going to get them butter biscuits for life? Uh-oh. Can y'all hear me? Somebody said no sound. Wait, can y'all hear me? I think y'all can hear me. Hold on one second. Not doing anything. Okay, yeah, they can hear me. I heard somebody say there was no sound. Yeah, there's sound. People can hear me. They can hear me. But listen, Fonnie the Mammy. Oh, Fonnie the Mammy. Out there in Atlanta. Now, Fonny, I warned people about Fonny the Mammy. I told people that Fonny Willis was bad news. They got her. They brought her in so that she could botch a case where a race soldier killed a black man. And they got her in. I said, hey, man, watch that. They're, they're getting her in. I was I was stomping for the other politician, the brother out there. But they brought her in to botch that case. I said, family, if y'all let Fonnie Willis um, in as the DA or prosecutor out there in Atlanta, she's going to be out here putting a cape on for these race soldiers and throwing niggas under the bus. And that's exactly what she did. That case, she fumbled it and deliberately botched it to let the race soldier off. And I told people when she was funded by those suspected white supremacists, police unions because they were funding her i said this is bad news so the first thing she did she got an office botched a case where a race soldier was supposed to get punished then filed some charges on rappers the ysl case young thug and those guys she she was making her bones stomping hard for white mommy white daddy doing her mammy bidding and i said "Uh oh bad news yeah, Rashard Brooks. Yes. I was telling y'all, man, y'all need to stomp for Paul Howard. Paul Howard was going to put charges on that race soldier. He was going to keep the charges on him. I said, we needed that. That's a power move. Negroes got scared and let this mammy in the mix. And now she was mammying it up. She thought she was good to go. So she started tricking off the money on some, some players out there. One of the black attorneys, she was up, she's up here having an affair with the dude and tricking off some money for him, getting some of that money <laughs> and hiring him, doing favors, throwing that little old stubby J at him. And shout out to that brother. Shout out to that lawyer that she was banging, allegedly. Shout out to him. Um, I'm, I'm putting some collar popping on his pimping. My, my dude... I ain't even mad at him. 
if you're going to smash some little stubby middle-aged cakes, at least get a nice bag out of it. He got a nice bag, and he got a little come-up off of it, so I ain't mad. See, Fani, she ain't, you know, she ain't a doll or nothing. She, she's not hideous, but I get it. If you're going to smash that, let me get about 100,000 of them things. Yeah, if I'm going to smash the little stubby DA, give me a, what that bag look like. Yeah, taking a, yeah, 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 old girl was taking him on cruises. Man, let's give it up for his pimping for Black History Month. Let's give it up for his pimping for Black History Month. She thought she was in there. She thought she was going to dangle that money around to, to, to have niggas chase after her a little bit. Hey, if you want some of this, you know, let me, let me, let me get a little something off you, brother. Um, if you smash these cheeks, you know, I, I got a little um, grant that I'm going to slide your way. You think I, I got some grant money with your name on it, but what the dick do? So she was trying to be sugar mama out there in Atlanta. You know how it is. Tricking off the money. And then I'm not mad at the player. She busted up the happy home. Looked like him and the, the dude and his wife are getting a divorce and um, some, some divorce papers are being subpoenaed. There's a whole bunch of stuff going on down there. So, yeah, somebody said, you'll tap Fonny for a bag. Yeah, yeah, I'm, let, let me keep it a buck. Look, if my money, if, if my money was kind of low, if my money was kind of low and I ran into Fonny and she was like, hey, you know, I, I see you. you. You look like you got some potential, brother. I, and I'm, I'm, hey. You know, I'm like, you know, if I, if I was single, younger, and I didn't have my weight up, I'm like, you know, I'd smack her little big back cheeks if the bag is right. She ain't that bad. You know, she ain't that bad. But, you know, she was probably bad a few years ago, about 20 years ago. She's 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 one of them. About 20 years ago, she had it popping. You know, and father time creeps up on her. And, you know, she ain't popping like she used to. But she ain't bad. She ain't that bad. Just... You know, let's turn the lights down low and, you know, I'll put them little old stubby legs in the buck. Yeah, but let me let me see the check, though. I got to see the money. Let me put it on the counter so I can see that it's there. I don't want no fake promises here. Yeah. So, um, Fonnie was out there <laughs> negotiating them cakes for the brothers in Atlanta. Shout out to Atlanta. You know, the Atlanta nigga's going to get a bag out of somebody. <laughs> somebody says she ain't got no neck. So are y'all trying to say she's like a female Benzino? What are y'all trying to say? Y'all saying she has no neck, a wide back and no neck? All right. All right, but the, the mouth might be able to do something. Who knows? Who knows? But Fonny, boy, they, they're getting at her. They they assign her the the... The left wingers assigned her to go after Trump. And, you know, she's doing that for her, her left wing paymasters. That's, that's not for us. And now the Trump side is really getting on her bumper. Boy, they had all types of people already to set her up. They got people who was working with her, re recording the conversations. It was a whole cluster flop. But let me play some of the, the footage that the left-wing media is doing about her. The left-wing media is um, going in on her. This is the left-wing media. Hold on. 
Uh, Fulton County DA Fawny Willis has just filed a response to those accusations that she and her lead special prosecutor look, have been engaged look, look how he in a looking. proper relationship and mishandled. Shout out to the brother on the right. All right, that's the brother she was alleged, allegedly smashing. Shout out to him. Even his suit is pimpish. Public money. NBC's Blaine Alexander is reporting from the courthouse in Atlanta. Also with us, Christy Greenberg, a former federal prosecutor. Blaine, what exactly did Willis have to say in this response that we have been waiting to hear? We've been waiting a long time to hear this, Chris, and I've got to say that I'm still making my way through this. We're talking about 176 pages. That's how long the response is. That includes a number of exhibits. I just got it just a few minutes ago. But we do know that just as I'm kind of thumbing through here, I'm looking at some of the exhibits, and they include uh, things that kind of point to the accolades of Nathan Wade, for instance, some of his credentials. Uh, we also see a couple of receipts in here. I also see what appears to be uh, some of the notes that we know that she's received some of the hate mail, some of the threatening words with racist language, and all of that is attached as exhibits. Um, and so all of this really kind of points to the fact, though, that Bonnie Willis is mounting what we expect it to be, and what we now see is a very strong pushback and a very vigorous defense of these allegations against her. Remember, they've been hanging out there for three weeks now saying that she financially... Okay, well, so it's a whole bunch of mumbo-jumbo, but, but old Fonnie, you know, they, they're throwing her under the bus. Let me, let me, this is the player right here. This is the player right here. He's thinking, okay, well, damn. Shit, they done, they done messed up my bag. Now they done, fumbled, they done fumbled my bag now. All right. But shout out to this brother right here. And, and much respect to his pimping. I'm not mad at that brother. So Fonny the mommy, Fonny the mammy, was out here throwing them, tossing them little stubby, no-neck cheeks out there in the streets. And it backfired. And remember a few weeks ago, she went down to a black church trying to nigger-splain. I, I as a black woman, I as a child of God, Lord Jesus. Oh, no. She went to the black church nigger-splaining. No, no, no. Don't come down here now. Somebody said she's built like a mini fridge. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Them little stubby legs will get the business, though. Hold a little pudgy self. That... Uh, them, them, them cakes might do a little something, though. Them cakes might do a little something. She's a little pudgy and stubby, but them cakes might do something. If, if, if that money is right, if that money is right, it, 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 we might be able to work something out. It, it ain't that bad for the right price. But, yeah, she was up there on the pulpit. Oh, Lord, I didn't try. I done made some mistakes. I done made some mistakes before. The Lord, the Lord is still gonna bless me. <laughs> but she was niggasplaining up in that church. Cause she already knew what was coming. So she's trying to get in front of when when things go bad, yeah, they run right to the black community. Now, when we needed you to punish some race soldiers, you were nowhere to be found. But now that you're getting in trouble, Lord, the Lord know my heart. Now eyes not perfect. Ain't nobody perfect. We all make mistakes under the under the eyes of the Lord. We all make mistakes. Oh, shut up, ma'am. You weren't making a mistake throwing them little old pudgy no-neck cakes on that player, paying your dick bill, allegedly with 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 state money. Come on, you don't use that to play. You, you don't use the state money, the tax dollars to pay your dick bill, ma'am. Come on now. 
Come on, Fonny. Fonny was paying to have somebody smack the fanny. <laughs> it was Fanny Willis. It was Fanny, all right. It was smacking that fanny for 100K. Lord. But anyway, man, it's the Butter Biscuit portrayal. There is no Mammy Severance package. You can't play this game where you're going to sit up here and neglect the black community. That's over. We're not playing that game. And, and the Democrats, if you're watching, y'all keep trying to play this game. Like out here in California, they're, they're playing games with the reparations money now. Um, by the way, they're playing games with that. Um, they got a, a, the report and a, a reparations package and they got the, the documents ready. And in this reparations package, black lawmakers and they look how they're putting it on the black lawmakers. Black lawmakers in California share a reparations plan with few direct payments. It's no direct payments in there. All right. The proposal includes compensation for property seized from black owners, but don't call for widespread direct payments. It's no direct payments. All right. There are no direct payments in this thing. Here's another one. California whoa, introduces reparations package, but no cash payments. Um, no, no, this is not reparations. In this janky package, they're talking about, Oh, well, let's have a bill to protect black people's hairstyles. No, 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 no. We're not playing that game. We are not playing that game. This is a nothing burger with nothing sauce and air french fries. It's a nothing burger. And we're not going for this. This is not going to work. We're not buying this whatsoever. And we're letting these folks know you're not going to dangle the carrot over our heads to get us to vote with these fake reparations packages that have nothing in them. But all of these other groups, let me show you something for these other groups. This is what we get. We get this. Hold on. Let me, let me lower this up a little bit. A reparations bill with no money, but out there in New York and other places, New York has secured over $183 million in compensation for Holocaust victims and their heirs. That's very important. These are the descendants of the Holocaust victims. All right, so don't let them talk about um, who's never been aggrieved. Oh, you've never been aggrieved. You never, you weren't harmed, so we, why should we pay you? The same reason why you should pay the other people who weren't directly harmed, but their families were harmed, and you're paying them. You understand out here in New York still your dude, Eric Adams, New York City launches a fifty three million dollar program to hand out prepaid credit cards to migrant families. Man, these folks are playing in our faces right now. They're sitting here telling us we can't get direct payments for all of the agreements that we've had. But they're sitting here just throwing money at non-citizens we would be ridiculous to keep voting for this family you don't vote for this this is something you drop out of the process and we start our own network of empowerment until they get their minds right we have to delegitimize the system if they're not going to give us what we're supposed to get the system is supposed to be delegitimized family it's supposed to be delegitimized straight up and down. 
Family, we're still going through terrorism out here. It never stopped. The anti-black terrorism has never stopped, ladies and gentlemen. We're still suffering under it and still being marginalized for being terrorized. There was another case, man, and speaking of New York, this was an interesting case. There was a brother in New York, a black man, who was dismembered. His body was dismembered, found inside the homes of some suspected white supremacists, and these people look like the hills have eyes. So his body on some Jeffrey Dahmer stuff was found in these people's refrigerator, his dismembered body. So this man was a black man was a victim of being murdered and just dismembered. But I want you to see how the white media reports the story. Hold on one second. Uh, hold on one second. I want y'all to see how the white media is reporting this story, family. Hold on, where am I? Look at this. Brooklyn man accused of dismembering a drug dealing child molester. He claims he never even knew the victim. So the victim, they're talking about he's a drug dealer and a child molester, okay? Which is bad. Now, this is the couple. They look like the hills have eyes. They just killed a random black man. They found out later that he was a drug dealer and a molester, which is horrible. But that don't justify these people killing him. What if he wasn't? They just killed a random black man. They didn't know that. So these are the hillbillies whose house he was found in. And this is the guy. All right. What's his name? Kaushin Gelzer. So he might be a tether. He might be a tether. But just the fact that the media is justifying this man's brutal murder. See, that's a that's an interesting thing, family. We got to watch out for that. You got to watch out for that kind of propaganda when you get murdered like that and dismembered and the white media sits up here justifying it because that's all they're doing. They're justifying this man's murder. So, man, it's getting deep out here, man. The game is getting real out here. And we got to be super duper on code with everything we do, ladies and gentlemen. Speaking of being on code, did y'all see this clip? I posted this clip a week or so ago. This white girl went on a date, a blind date from like some app. And she found out that the date was a damn white supremacist. So she tried to end the date and this dude followed her home. He's one of these white supremacist incels. And let me show y'all this. This is very interesting. This is very interesting. Boy, we're so rent-free. Now, this is a white woman going on a date with a white man, and he's up here talking about niggas using the N-word, so that freaked her out. And she bounced, and the dude followed her home. That just shows how rent-free we are. We're not even in the mix. You're on a date, two white people on a date, and y'all just, he bringing up niggas. Now, hold on. Listen to this. Hold on. That's the point I'm asking you to be honest with me, and you weren't. I'm so bewildered, and I am. I have never heard from you. Just be honest. I've been down this road. Okay, but you don't know me. I've you never, don't know me. Why would you follow me home? I feel so unsafe right now. The fact that you followed me home. Like, when, when I... I did not mean it that way. I said, I'm... 
I'm the furthest from racist person, but I'm not. No, you're not. Because I, I, the I, furthest I, person from racist would never use that word. He said he's calling his black friends because he was on the date using the N-word just willy-nilly. So that freaked her out. And he has a black friend. I wonder who his black friend is. I don't want... No, no. Because no. The, no I, I am not. I, yes, because I drove an hour... And what, like, what kind of respect do you what have? What kind of respect did you <gasps> receive for what type of respect okay. did I get when you left me at the fucking party? Uh-oh. Uh-oh. That's why she, let me tell you something. Now he's going off. Let me tell you something. Boy, them white women know how violent them damn white supremacists are. See, let me, let me, he's a white extremist, all right? That guy is a white extremist, see? The white white women, they can deal with just a regular run-of-the-mill white supremacist, a casual white supremacist, but this guy was, sounds like a white extremist. So they go on a date, and he's just talking about nigga, 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 nigga. Cool. And they understand the white women know more than any, anybody. Those guys, these white supremacists, especially the ones who sit up on 4chan and all, just every day is just nigga, nigga, nigga. You whining about black folks all the time. They understand the insecurity and the potential for violence with those guys. The white women know. They know the insecurity that's behind that. So he was probably on a date. So have you ever dated a nigger? He was probably on that. And she was like, oh, my God, he's one of them kind. And they know that the undercurrent of violence with these insecure-ass dudes. They understand. That's why, family, you notice every time there's some kind of school shooting or mass shooting where white people are being shot by other white people, it's always one of them. It's always one of those whites. It's always a white supremacist, somebody who sit around talking greasy about black people all day because that's their insecurity. Remember, Dylan Roof had a black friend. Remember, Dylan Roof had a black friend. And remember, that coon Sambo was sitting up here. I, I've never seen any racism from Dylan. And Dylan had whole manifestos on his racism. Went and shot up a whole black church. And they, they still found a Sambo caping for him. Eh? But these white women know more than anybody the, the violent undertone with these dudes. They understand that. They know. You think? Uh, so I, I wonder who his black friend is. I, I can almost guarantee it's a tether. See, a lot of these white supremacists, they have tether black friends. They have a Candace Owens. They have tether friends who are not of our lineage who share the same anti-black views, the anti-FBA views. A lot of them share the same anti-FBA views, and that's why they're friends with them. And they use those tethers as their shield. And speaking of tethers... Um, I saw this clip. Shout out to my sister Tesla. She posted this clip of these um these actors. They were on um MSNBC talking about playing some iconic foundational Black American roles and how they had to learn how to get the mannerisms of these people. I want to uh, check this out. This is heavy right here. This is heavy right. I want y'all to see. 
when they get these folks to play foundational black Americans, they have to literally, instead of just getting a foundational black American actress or actor, they go get British actors to teach them how to have the sensibilities of foundational black Americans. It's very interesting. Hold on one second. I love this angle, looking at really the personal lives of these two couples, of these four individuals. Um, Wade Burchay, I'll start with you. What did you learn about Coretta Scott King, about the relationship that you brought to light in this? Oh, I learned so much. Um, I'm British, so we don't actually have that much information and it's not taught um, about Martin Luther King or Coretta Scott King or Malcolm X or Betty Shabazz. And so um, when I got this job, it was uh, a wonderful opportunity to completely educate myself and be part of the process of educating a new generation and the next generation about uh, Coretta Scott King and Malcolm, I mean, Martin. Um, I think especially the women have been sidelined a lot in the civil rights uh, movement. And so I think that was definitely a highlight for me to be part of highlighting the women and their contributions to the movement. Okay. I, okay. I, yeah, dude. You got it. These folks have no idea about our icons and then try to play our icons. Even, yeah, Suge Knight even spoke on that on his podcast. He has a podcast called Collect Calls where he, you know, does a podcast from jail. And Suge even spoke on that. He talked about the TV show Snowfall and how on Snowfall, they got British actors who had to come down and learn how to be and act like black folks from South Central LA in Compton. And Shook was like, well, why didn't they just get an actor from Compton? Which makes complete sense. Remember, the guy, the main character, he was assigned. They had to get Dub C, the rapper Dub C, had to take him around and he had to basically mimic Dub C. And remember, Snowfall is loosely based on Freeway Rick. That's what Snowfall is really, it's loosely based on that. They just never gave my brother Rick props. Rick is my guy. And he told me about the whole thing. And they they never gave him any credit on it. But yeah, rapper Dub C was taking the lead actor around Los Angeles, kind of showing him the mannerisms and the slang and the voice inflections and all of that. Well, it, it just would have made more sense if you got a foundational black American actor. But the thing is, you got to understand, they want to limit the notoriety and power that they give to foundational black American actors. They understand that our performances, that's going to touch people a different way and that's going to take them to a different level. For example, like um, Denzel Washington. When Denzel Washington played Malcolm X, he murdered that thing. He killed that role. Malcolm, our brother Denzel, and he got robbed for an Oscar. Well, they did not want to give him props. He bodied that role. That brother was so excellent in the movie X where he played Malcolm X. Yeah, Snowfall is good from what I understand. I have to watch it. I'm not, I'm not denigrating the show. I, I heard it is good. But, but again, Denzel Washington playing Malcolm X. That brother stomped that role so heavy. He had the spirit of Malcolm X. Because understand, Denzel grew up in New York around the same time that Malcolm was there. So he saw Malcolm. He knew about Malcolm. He knew when you're a kid, you're, you're learning about Malcolm as a, as a youth. So he was around New York when Malcolm was there. So you could he could hear the Malcolm speeches. And even Denzel, when he um he did an interview talking about 
how certain culture, certain things you can't get from an acting school. You understand? You you know the smell of a hot comb and grits cooking and um, there's a way that you walk and talk and vo- you, you can't learn that from an acting school. It has to be in you. You understand? Yeah. Denzel became Malcolm. Um, when they would have these slave movies out here, brothers like um, 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 what's the brother who played um, James Evans? What's our brothers? Um, John Amos, who played um, um, he played in the original Roots movie. That brother had a breakdown on the plantation out there. The other brother who was on um, The Wire, he had a breakdown on the plantation. He went to a plantation in Louisiana when they, I think they did 12 Years of Slave, one of those movies, and he kind of had a breakdown because those ancestral spirits get there, man. So it hits different. Yeah, when Denzel played in the movie Glory, it hit different because he had that. You, you can't learn that in an acting school. He's playing a, a foundational black American in glory. He bodied that role. You had They had to give him props on that one because he comes from that lineage and that culture. So you, you can embody that. Even with the show um, Godfather of Harlem, Forrest Whitaker bodies that role. He's phenomenal in that role. He comes from that lineage. So it hits different. I'm, I'm going to watch Snowfall. I am, I'm absolutely going to watch Snowfall. I got to get into it. I'm absolutely going to watch Snowfall. I've really got to get into that show. You dig? But it's amazing that they're deliberately getting these actors from the UK to play our roles. And what's interesting, there was something where there was an actress who finessed her way into a role that Tom Hanks was trying to get specifically for a foundational black American and this British actor who's African, but she was over there in Britain. Want y'all to listen to this. She finessed her way into the role. Look at this right here. Listen to this right here. Hold on. Hold on. I had been working in an American accent for nearly three years. Um, I did a TV show called Undercovers and then a, a movie called Larry Crown and then a, another TV show called Touch. And for all that time, I was sort of spending six months at a time on those shows doing an American accent day in, day out. So it was kind of, you know, great practice. But then- So she's going out of her way to, to get that American accent, man. They're trying to tether that American accent. When I got to Belle, I was like, oh my goodness, I don't know if I can still remember to act in my own voice. Right. Of course, it all came back. But um, but yeah, it was it was kind of funny having done American for such a long time. Speaking of funny, you got to tell them the specific Larry Crown story. Oh my God. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, um, when I... I auditioned for Larry Crown with with Tom Hanks, mm-hmm. who is um, amazing, dog. the legend that is Tom Hanks, and um, he was directing it as well as starring in it. And um, my agents had said, you know, I, I'd done a tape and it was in my own accent or in an American accent, and there was nothing of my natural voice on there. So he thought that I was American. Mm. Mm. Oh, listen. And then uh, I got a call to say, you know, Tom Hanks wants to meet you in person. By the way, he doesn't know you're British. Um, (laughs) So could you... And they wanted... They wanted a quintessentially American girl. They said this was a really American character. No no Brits, no Australians. (laughs) So they wanted that energy. (laughs) Um, And um, 
and so, um, yeah, when I went in, I was like, oh my God, God, I'm going to have to meet Tom Hanks for the first time, who I've grown up watching in movies, and pretend to be American. And what's going to happen? You know, do I have to make a whole backstory? What's going to happen if he asks me where I went to college? Or, you know, I don't know, all these American things. So I kind of tried it. And uh, we got talking after about five minutes. Uh, he was like, so, like you, mm -hmm. where were you born? Where did you grow up? And I was like, oh, Oxford. Uh, <laughs> and I broke the accent completely and just kind of laughed. And I was like, you know what? I heard you didn't want this to go to an American, but that's not true, is it? And, and he laughed, luckily. Um, and I got the job. So it was. What else did she do? Shit. Yeah. <laughs> 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 it was like, uh... <laughs> Good. Oh, okay. Uh, all right. All right. Well, what else did she do in that room? <laughs> I ain't saying, I ain't making no accusations or nothing, but uh, what else What else happened in that room to make her get that role? All right. Uh, see, that's, what, that's, that's major tethering right there. That is tethering. You think? Oh, yeah, I saw a Key and Peele um, sketch where they talked about that, how there was a, a British actor and a black actor who, and they were doing a gang scene and the white director was complaining that the real black, the black American actor who was really, he was like, yeah, I'm really in a gang. I used to be in a gang and I'm from New York. I'm from Harlem. And the white director was like, no, 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 no. This guy here, the guy from Britain, he's, he's much better. He's doing it the way I want him to do it. And the joke was the authentic foundational black American wasn't pleasing the white director with being an American. You understand? Which is true. That goes back. Did y'all see the movie Hollywood Shuffle? There's a movie that Robert Townsend did called Hollywood Shuffle. That's an amazing movie where it shows how white directors, you know, they try to tell you how to be black and it's always some over the top stereotypical stuff. And with these actors, a lot of these Hollywood directors, they want oftentimes white America's ideal of what a black person should act like. You, you know what I'm saying? They kind of want white America's ideal of it. Um, a black person playing a certain role, the energy and spirit of that black person might be a little too real for the white person. For example, the Cynthia Erivo playing Harriet Tubman, just, I, I, I'm not seeing that trash. I, I didn't see the trash, but from what I've seen, the trailer and a couple of clips with Cynthia Erivo running around bucking her damn eyes, that's not our spirit. I'm just, I, from what I've seen of that movie, that ain't our spirit. And that's what white directors want. They don't want it to have that spirit. They just want little aesthetics here and there that white people can appreciate. Oh, look at this Negro running for freedom, bucking her eyes. Oh, God, I love it. That's the movie for white people. You understand? Yeah, it, people are saying it was trash. I'm not, I wouldn't waste my time to watch it. I'm not watching Cynthia Revo, who has disdain for foundational black American culture. You, you dig? It wasn't good. Yeah, because it, it, the, the spirit of it isn't there. Yeah, the spirit of the spirit isn't there. Our good queen mother Harriet Tubman, we we know what her spirit was just by the the stories and the images of her. We we got that Harriet Tubman spirit in our own grandmothers. You see, can, and we can see it in 
Queen Mother Harriet, for real. We can see the spirit of our grandmothers in that. And we didn't have a eye-bucking spirit in our grandmothers. They weren't running around bucking their damn eyes like that. Uh, just the way, oh, Lord, who oh, help me, Lord, oh, oh, bucking her eyes. Help me, help me, Lord. Find me. I, I got to find the North Star, Lord. Oh, stop. I ain't by, you couldn't pay me to go see that filth. You think? But yeah, the spirit and the energy they don't want. So it's very important for us to strengthen our spirit, strengthen our energy by looking out for each other, being codified with each other. Don't let these people elevate you to a position where you're going to practice that benign neglect nonsense, where you're going to neglect black issues and try to stump for all these other people. That's not going to work. We can't play that game because you do that and you put yourself out there by yourself. They're going to turn on you. They're going to flip on you. And then you want to run to the black churches. Lord, look at what they doing to me. Oh, Lord, I feel like Moses in the promised land. You know, I, We don't want to hear none of that. We don't want to hear none of that. Ladies and gentlemen. Anyway, y'all, let me get up out of here. It's been real. Um, it's Black History Month. Y'all need to go to hiddenhistorymuseum.com and get the book, Hidden Heroes from A to Z, and also make a contribution to the Hidden History Museum, especially for Black History Month. We have our own institution from the ground up. We need to have all the support we can get to maintain our own institution. Ladies and gentlemen, the Hidden History Museum and HiddenHistoryMuseum.com. Don't forget to get your Root Work deodorant. You can get it at RootWorkStyle.com, ladies and gentlemen. You can get it at RootWorkStyle.com. Or, ladies and gentlemen, you can go to Amazon. We even got it on Amazon right now. You can go to Amazon. We got the coconut butter um, root work on Amazon. Let me show y'all. We got the coconut butter root work on Amazon right now. Where is it? All right, hold on. Let me show y'all this. So, yeah, you can. Um, let me show y'all. Boom, boom, boom. Yeah, root work, coconut butter. So that's on Amazon right now. And. We're ranking pretty high in the deodorant categories right now. So, yeah, go to you can go to Amazon. We only have the coconut butter on Amazon, though. Only the coconut butter root work is on Amazon. But you can get all of the other scents on rootworkstyle.com, ladies and gentlemen. Rootworkstyle.com. All right. And by the way, family, we're still thinking about doing the rally for reparations slash Juneteenth celebration in Washington, D.C. this June. So uh, we might have to get a GoFundMe for that so we can kind of test the temperature because it's going to be a lot of work to get that done because we're going to have to have a lot of security. So we might have to do a GoFundMe just to, so we can make sure everybody's on the same page because it's going to have to be a lot of work done to get that going because we're going to have to make it big and we're going to have to really make a statement with that. And we got to make sure security is extra super duper tight because we got to understand we're talking about reparations and we're pushing that envelope. We're making a lot of progress with the conversation. And I want y'all to understand there's a lot of hostilities growing. So we got to be very cognizant of that. So we got to be on top of our game. And we got to be for real, for real codified. But I, I keep everybody posted on that. Anyway, guys, it's been real. Much respect to you guys. 
subscribe to this channel. Hit that like button. Don't forget to subscribe. Puppy Akute, Lola Vuve to the family. Y'all be good.